So we want to welcome everyone to Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard in San Jose, California. This is Kingdom Conversations coming to you from Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. I'm Pastor Lunzing Lee. It is my privilege and honor to be your host today. We think we're going to probably say that the, show, the program starts at 645, but we are glad to be here. We won't keep you over time. We're going to pray tonight. We're going to have an interesting conversation, kind of a follow-up, I think, to some things that were discussed a few weeks ago. And I'm just going to walk or walk with the Holy Spirit and chat with him, and he will chat with all of us, and just give us the insights that I believe that he wants us to have. My preferred thing to do is to start with prayer. We'll find out where those prayers take us, and then we'll move on from there. And I do have commercials tonight. Father, thank you so much for the people that are in this place. I thank you for the peace of God that passes understanding. I think of my song when I was a little kid, we have the peace of God that passes understanding. That's probably not quite how the song was sung, but not just down in my heart, but flowing through me. I thank you for being the one that truly perfects the things that concern your people. And I thank you for the, the power of your magnificence and your love and your greatness and your goodness. There are a lot of wounded hearts, a lot of wounded souls in this earth, wandering and walking and doing all kinds of things. And I'm so glad to know that we have the finest resources of the kingdom of heaven available to us to make changes in our lives. I pray that we not be so foolish to miss out on everything that you have for us because we're looking in the wrong directions. Lord, you are really wonderful, precious, amazing, good to us. I pray for the many that have had to say goodbye to sisters or brothers or mothers or fathers or aunts or uncles or whatever, the, or husbands or wives in this past week because there's been a number of them that have actually affected this ministry or affected friends of ours. And I tell you, really, I don't like cancer. I don't like it. In fact, I detest it. And I'm grateful to you that you're opening up our understanding of ways to change those frequencies and to demolish and annihilate the works of the devil. I praise you and I thank you, Father, for truth. Your word is truth. Your spirit is truth. I thank you for insights. I thank you for the inward smile, the way that we can smile at you all the time because we know that it is well with us because you have a plan and you don't even understand the meaning of the word failure. We praise you and we thank you that victory has come through the Lord Jesus Christ and that there are the openings of hearts, minds, lives, relationships, all kinds of things, healings that come forth tonight and flow throughout the week. You have many that are prophesying and saying what they hear you say. And what we know to be true is that whatever you have said, it does indeed manifest. It's guaranteed because you said it and you hasten over your own word to bring it to pass. You are marvelous. And I am grateful to be loved by you. And I thank you, Jesus, for the insights, for the ways that you're teaching us how to operate in that perfect love that shuts down torment 
and keeps drawing people even when they think that they've had enough of you or your people. It's usually us. But um, how you can draw them because you are real. Thank you for tonight and for this amazing kingdom conversation that we get to have. Hmm. Anything else? Well, there are those that are walking in deception, yes. And there are those that have been affected by the foolish actions of those that are listening to the wrong voice. And so peace is blanketing families tonight. Whoever needs the prayers, whoever needs the words that are released through your people, we thank you that they find a direct target and that they land where they're supposed to land. Father, thank you for this. Thank you for melting hard hearts. Thank you for saving us from ourselves and from destruction. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so there's been a lot. I want to say thank you to the young woman back there and those there that worked to get the sound. That was probably one of our issues tonight was the microphones had an attitude and they didn't want to sound off tonight, but nevertheless, we prevail because uh, we have on and off buttons and things like that. So we're gonna talk, we're, we're gonna do some things, but I wanna go ahead and get, um, I want to get, let's say this, uh, it's not really a commercial, but I wanna tell you about a few things. Uh, no, I don't wanna do that yet. What's on your mind? I have been meditating on a specific scripture, and it awakens me. The Bible talks about how he awakens us morning by morning with the word and season. And it tells you that, that God knows the things that he wants to talk to us about. And so for me, it's been kind of a, a cross between two scriptures that, or four, three scriptures, I guess, that you can say they're all kind of connected. Uh, it's... Um, Zechariah, I believe it is, 4-6, where he talks about not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's going to be the main theme of what we're talking about, is spirit-to-spirit -spirit conversation. And then it's talking about a transition that you make, a decision to live from a place that we in the earth are not used to, and that's living from the spirit. We're so used to living according to the flesh. We're so used to living according to how we feel and basing everything in life upon what we see. And thinking that our, our natural understanding is the, is the ultimate authority for what is real. And it's not true. We have been living, many of us, I, I'm not talking about people that are not born from above, I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about people that claim that Jesus is their Lord. And many of us live like little brats. You know, we live like the whole thing revolves around us. And how it, it should be that if God doesn't want to play my game, I'm taking my ball and going home. And um, you've been there, right? I, I know I have. Uh, if, if you feel, well, she's talking about me and she's putting out my business, that's really good, thank you. It just lets me know how accurate I am. Because I'm definitely talking about myself, and I'm talking about things that, you know, I personally encounter. I, I've had, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is very gentle. <laughs> and through these kingdom conversations, he allows me to expose, be exposed. 
uh, for things that were going on with me that I didn't even know about. So I found out all kinds of stuff. I found out that I had been an, a brat. I found out that I kind of lived like I was entitled. And I didn't believe that was so. If you told me that, I would have caught you a liar. Um, I found out that sometimes I've lived in a land that is far beyond <laughs> reality. And let me say this, heaven and the things of God is reality. But I've lived according to how I feel. Um, I have lived according to what I thought. I've lived according to how other people have acted. And I've lived according to, can you, can you catch the drift, right? Okay, and you do notice I said had lived. Because when you find out, we had a pastor years ago who used to say, when you know better, you do better. Unless you're stupid. He didn't say that. <laughs> but I think it's true. So Zechariah, he says that um, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit. And typically, I mean, that was a great song. Soloists used to sing it all the time, and people in church would rise up and hold their hands out and just go, oh, yes, by my spirit. And if you asked any of us what that meant, I don't know that we would have given you a very accurate response. We just knew that it moved us. And what was really being moved was our flesh response to a spirit thing. And so what I'm saying is we have walked many times in this life acting as though, say acting as though, our emotions were telling us the truth. Mm -hmm. Our emotions were telling us the truth. Like my emotions tell me this person doesn't like me, and I know my emotions are right. And the individual was like, who? Because they don't even know who you are. I, I saw a film years ago, and it was just one of the most classic lines. This actress, it was a film about Hollywood. I'm not going to name it. But the actress, the line was classic. She said, because she was all self-centered, everything had revolved around her. And so she's complaining about the way people are treating her in life. And then she told her sister, she says, you know the other day I was in a store and there was a baby in a stroller and it was totally judging me. <laughs> I have never forgotten, I may not have quoted it quite, but I remember the baby in the stroller or the baby was totally judging her. I don't, I don't really think it was. But it was such a classic line. You know, because when I mentioned it to uh, Dr. Baker, she fell out because she says, yep, there are people with that in the, in the, if you just say in the weak parts of their temperament would actually believe something like that because they're used to listening to the voice of their emotions instead of the voice of truth. Truth only comes from here. Only the word of God. People go, well, I'm telling you the truth. You're telling me what you see. Many times they'll tell you this is the truth. It's, it's the truth that they see, but it's not the whole story. And so in order for you or I to find the truth about our lives or our emotions, we have to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. The problem, of course, is that when he tells you the truth because he never lies, you get mad at him because he doesn't, it doesn't seem like God is fair because God doesn't see things my way. And if that's what you call fair, I'm glad to say he's not. Okay, and you should be glad too. 
because you don't know who else's feelings might have been might have gotten line before you and they put their complaints in about you and if God was going according to everybody's feelings and maybe you would experience some of the terrible things that you think that he's doing that he's actually not doing it might might have actually been things that you called into existence and since we're basically talking on the lines of things that you speak and the power of your words and the spirit of the words that we speak that's a wonderful segue so the first scripture again uh, is Zechariah 4, 6, I believe, that it's not by might. Uh, yeah, 4, 6, and 7. You can actually go, I think, to the eighth slide, and it'll show you that. So he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord, and this is rubbable, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? And this is why I, my next segue would be Mark chapter 11, because here I believe Jesus was referencing these words of Zechariah when he told us to speak to a mountain. Because here it says, who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. The prophecy was being spoken directly to the mountain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Speaking and releasing, and it's interesting because grace really came through Jesus Christ. And yet here, even in this time, He's telling you grace will always do the job. Grace, we say it was introduced to us or our knowledge of it through Jesus Christ. But the spirit of grace himself is. He didn't just come into vogue. He is. So that's the other thing. God is not a new discovery. And the things of God are not brand new as in, wow, when did he come up with that, you know? As though, I mean, he's always brilliant, and everything about him is just to, to, to get excited about, even when you don't like it. But, but I'm saying to you that the power that grace has, the, the speaking of the will of God, the power to overcome, that's what grace is in our understanding. The power, the anointing, the ability, and the presence of God within your life to overcome Oh, you know, oh, the great obstacles, oh, the habits, all of this. How about the power to overcome you? So that you can actually not be who you've been. You know, have you ever, I, I, this is rhetorical, but you can answer it if you want, ever done a workout or worked around your house or something and lifted up your arms and smelled you? About knocked you down, didn't it? You know, and so immediately, what did you want to do? You didn't want to be around anybody, unless, unless well, some people don't care, but but most of us, it's like, oh no, I can't hug you, I can't, mm -mm, no, or you, or you get a catch of a, a whiff of your own breath, in, like first thing in the morning, because you can feel your mouth on fire as it is. And somebody says, give us one, plant us a big one right here, love us. It's like, no, maybe not, um, <laughs> right? Because, mm, no, that's not going to be the most pleasant experience, but it will be memorable. <laughs> you will definitely remember it. But you can't stand the smell of your own breath, or you can't stand the smell of your own visits to that little room in your house, right? Um, with, the, with, the, with the little throne and stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, you don't like maybe the remnants of what has come forth from your body or the, the odors that your body can release. And so you go shower or do the air freshener or brush your teeth and gargle and do all these other things. Everybody 
is yes. aware of that. Well, how much more if you stinketh in the spirit because of your emotions that are ruling you instead of you or I governing them. You with me so far? Yeah. Okay. But that's because you're living by might and by power and not by the spirit. The scripture says don't do it. Not by might. You're not going to have victory. You're not going to move the mountain. You're not going to break through by your own might. Sure, you can get a bulldozer. Yes, you can get a big drill. Yes, you can get a, a backhoe. Yes, you can do all these things and start attacking this, this, this mountain or this whatever it is. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Or you can learn the language of the country that you come from, which is not on the planet, but it's in the heavenly realm. We're going to go forward with this. Forward with this okay? So who are you, old mountain? Who are you? What, what is your significance? This is a great challenge. You're looking at your this or your that or your, your financial. Let's talk money a little bit today or we'll talk about all anything you want to throw in there is applicable to this. Mountain. This thing that just oh, tell you what, you know, all that. But the Bible would say, but who are you? Before the one that is crowned by God, before the one that is called of God, by, by, according to the one, what, what God is saying about this person, what are you in comparison? So what are your debts? What are your, whatever the things are, what are they in comparison to who, the greatness of God that is upon you by the Spirit? Why is it that we flip out and have hissy fits and all this other stuff over stuff. <laughs> over stuff. People fighting. I, I made a comment one time, he who dies, they say there's an expression, he who dies with the most toys wins. <laughs> and my thought was no, he who dies with the most toys has the most people fighting over his stuff. <laughs> because, no, I was supposed to get those. I mean, people will, I have seen it, and I'm sure y'all have too, People will fight over trinkets. Mama promised me that. You know, what? This rock that she picked up from the ocean when she was, you know. They will fight you to the, to the, to the nines, you know, where uh, I'm supposed to have that blanket. Or, I mean, yeah, we're not even getting to the money. We're not even getting to the, no, why did you give away all the clothes? I had plans for those clothes. I've seen people do stuff like this. And some of them I've been related to. I'm still related to them, but, oh, here's a great discovery. How many of you are saying, oh, I'm the, um, you know, some of my relatives, they seem to be, you know, we don't really talk because they seem to be a little off, crazy, or they think, you know, somebody's crazy, or, or what, anybody ever, you know? Okay, well, my mom and I were talking the other day, and I thought, you know, actually, in our family, we're the crazies. So we don't have a thing to worry about. Do you understand what I mean? It's like, I don't think any of my relatives are, I don't think anything about them at all in that sense of that those people were this. I don't try to categorize them. But when it comes to faith and believing the things of God, your family thinks you are totally off your rocker. And it's like, wow, am I? And I'm just getting started. I'm just learning this stuff, really. 
you know, so it's okay if you don't want to talk to me right now. You don't actually have to talk to me. Just call me when you need prayer. Because I can do something that you don't do. I can release words in the spirit, and I understand that that's where they work. Whereas y'all keep talking about how old you are and how you're losing your mind and you're losing this and you're losing that, and then you got the nerve to get mad when it's lost. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that? I worked with a woman once. I'm going somewhere with this. And she would come in every single day complaining. She was really young, too. I mean, just like her first job. Every day, oh, my life really sucks. This is, this is, the, I, you know what, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to put my money in the machine. This is such a bad day. I put my money in the machine, and it's just going to eat it up. And then she comes fuming. I hate that machine. Why? I put my money in that machine, and it ate, well, you told it to. This is going to be a terrible meeting. I tell you what, I'm going to go in there and they're going to just tell me this, that, and the other. And then they come in, well, what's wrong with you? They had the nerve to tell me in that meeting, da, 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 da. Well, didn't you prophesy that? No. Well, yeah, actually you did. You just don't know your own power. You know. And so you watch yourself. And so here you are saying, getting duped by agreeing with somebody. You go, oh, well, you know, when we reach a certain age, these are the things that happen. You go, yeah, I've noticed that. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Why would you agree with falling apart? Why would you agree that the the economy is so bad, you so broke, you can't pay attention? Why would you agree that, and now that, you know, your brain cells, this is happening to you or this is happening, why would you agree with people that because of this, 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 this economy, you're not going to get ahead, and, and because of the way things are and prices are going up, you're never going to be able to afford this, and this is not going to happen for you, and that's not going to happen for you. It's like, now that's the definition of crazy, agreeing with the devil. No matter who he speaks through. So don't let him speak through you, right? Good, okay, good. Not by might, nor by power. No, the things that have happened to you, happened against you, have happened by the Spirit. Not the Spirit of God, but the Spirit that you loaned your power to instead of got your power from. Is that clear? Good, we're going to go on. Then, well, it's clear as mud. Well, mud can be clear. Okay. So Mark 11, which I don't, I don't seem to have that one, uh, here, but Mark 11, 22, 23, thereabouts is where Jesus said, so whosoever shall use their power to speak to the mountain and tell it to be removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things that he say, says, they will have the things that they desire. So what is he talking about? We've talked about this a little and I'll go a little more into it tonight but he's talking about frequencies, belief frequencies vibrations and things that you release into the atmosphere and by so doing you have caused yourself to I'm going to use this expression you've heard it before the observer effect comes into play because you're looking at something and expecting it to be so and Sometimes, every once in a while, thank God, the thing was already en route to you before you opened your mouth and said it. But your thoughts and your focus of your thoughts will eventually cause your mouth to overload your circumstances. You with me? 
You've brought things into your life that you don't really want. And then you keep saying what you don't want, but you're not, you're not negating it. Uh, how do I mean? I mean, you keep telling us what you don't want, and your focus is therefore still on it. And you keep reinforcing its existence by your continual discussion of it as it is. You got that? Yes. That clunkety car, that broken down this, that this, that whatever it happens to be, you keep saying it and you keep giving it a recycle or a renewal of life. I'm renewing the covenant, I'm renewing its right to exist in my life because I call it my problem. So it says, I'm yours, baby. I'm yours. What are you doing? I'm your problem. Remember? You keep calling me your problem. You keep owning me as yours. So why should I leave? I ain't leaving you. I'm your problem. You know, it's wearing a badge. I belong with him. I belong with her. I'm, I'm their problem. My name, what's your name? My name is so-and-so's problem. And I have a, a purpose for existing in this life. They gave it to me. Oops. Well, I surely didn't mean to do that. You know, the fun thing about flowing like this is I don't have any notes on anything. I do have this Bible, and I have a few other things up here. But I don't have like an outline of what we're going to talk about. I have things that I'm, I'm listening to him. And some of you, it's time to break up with your problem and get your name back. You know, there's another, there's a country song. Uh, I, I'm not going to quote the words properly. That's okay. Because basically he just said, uh, take back your this and take back your that and give me my shirt. <laughs> Okay, you take this back, you take, take your stuff and give me my, oh, no, not shirt, sure. give me my sweater. Okay, give me back my sweater. Because you don't get, I don't want your odors, I don't want your cooties, I don't want your DNA, I don't want your cells on my stuff anymore. Similar to what we do in the courts of heaven when we call for things to be retrieved from, from the, the realm where they have been misused and mishandled. And so we will actually pray and ask for the angels to retrieve it off of a demonic trading floor and do what? Take it to Jesus and purify it. I don't want, I want, it needs to be decudified before it comes back to me. I don't want, I don't want any memory of you. It's going to be redone and everything. And by the time it comes back to me, it will be unrecognizable to you as something you ever had. You see? Right? So I'm not going to have any problems anymore. It's like, you know, you'll come in and say, we're not going to have any problems. <laughs> and if you have a problem with that, take it outside. Right? Okay. So that's kind of where that kind of stuff comes from. All right. Continuing on with that. When we're talking about, and I'm going to do some quotes from, from a few things, but Zechariah 4, 6 causes me to think about Mark 11. But when Jesus is saying there, if you have faith, then, of course, I'm going to think of Hebrews chapter uh, 13. No, I'm not. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You may as well go there because that's where we're going to end up to a certain uh, place, okay? Um, but we have, we're looking at the way that faith works. 
And we're looking at another scripture. This is one that I, uh, this, this is a verse that wakens me every day. Um, that I, what I accomplish this day will not be in my own strength. And you can see how this connects to Zechariah 4. It won't be in my strength, for it is God who is all the while at work in me, effectually at work in me, energizing and creating. There's my zap, the sizzle, the vibration, the recalibration, if you will. Energizing and creating in me the power and desire. Can you see what I'm saying? It's like he's making sure all the air in the tires is, is up to, to par. He is all the while energizing his things in me. He is all the while creating in me both the power and the desire to both to will and to work. So not just, so see my, my ability to change my mind can come by two things. It can come by circumstances or it can come by the word of God. It can come by power and might. It can come by the things that I see and the way people treat me and this and that and the other. Or it can come by what God has said. But my mind is not, it's going to stay steady on a course, either towards destruction or victory. But it's not going to do both. And what it never does, never, never, ever does, is stay in what you would think of as a DMZ. There is no demilitarized zone in the spirit. So your mind is not going, well, I'm just neutral. No, you're not. Do you have an opinion about this? And I'll tell you, no, I don't have an opinion about it because I thought about having an opinion about it. And when I saw where my opinions about it were going to go, I decided that's not where I was going to go. So my, my, when I say, no, I don't have an opinion, that's because I made a decision based upon the options that were available to me in that moment. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I so I made a conscious decision. What I really said is, I don't have a judgment. I don't have a criticism. Because that's really what people want. What's your opinion? No, you're not asking me my opinion. You're asking me what criti critical things do you have to say? What kind of demoralizing or belittling words can you add to this conversation? It's like, I'm not drinking your mess. That's really what people are, have, okay. So you get into a situation, right? And you go, well, what do you think about this? Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me what you think. <laughs> My brother said, mm, no. Uh-uh, no. Because I can tell you want me in the fight. And I'm not, thank you, I'm not in this. Mm-mm. I have no opinion. Yes, you do. I gave, I, I, I say, okay, I do. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a Phil 213. Because I know Philippians so well, I can call it by the short name, P-H-I-L, which is how we abbreviate it when we're writing. So I got a fill, three, uh, fill 213. God is all the while at work in me, energizing and creating in me, or effectually at work in me, energizing and creating in me the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. And me expressing an opinion to you in this will not um, uh, will or work for God's good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. Okay, see what I'm saying? It's like I've had thoughts. Have you had thoughts? Yes, I have, but I have not allowed them to formulate. And if I don't allow them to formulate, there shall be no articulation of the same. This is when we use our $4 words. You got me? Okay, so I, uh, this is what the scripture is opening up. So every morning I wake up thinking, okay, I got to forgive these people. I release this. <laughs> 
Before I even get out of bed, everybody's forgiven. And then when they call you with stuff, you, you called on the other, don't wake me up. <laughs> it's like, I need to call you right back. And this is not what I was saying to you today, Michelle, I was actually on another call, but I need to call you back. Why? Because right now I can feel an opinion. I'm not, I haven't forgiven you yet. I mean, see, I forgive you before you do anything. And if, I, if this conversation continues, I'm going to have to forgive you because of what you did. It's easier to forgive you up front. So then when you go and do that at bodacious, atrocious thing, I'm tapped on the shoulder by the word of God that says you've already forgiven them. Oh, you're right. So you have to walk, you have to get that frown off your face. Do I have a frown? Yeah, you do. Okay, because you're, you're, it's like your brain wants to go back to the places of offense. But you're like, I've already closed that door to offense. I'm not going there. I'm not going to be there. So how much fun do you think it's been for me when the Holy Spirit told me, well, you're offended over there? I thought we dealt with things like that. Well, we did, but this is an, uh, an area that you had not given to me. Oh, okay. Well, here's something I've learned. Don't prolong it. He says, you're offended. I am? Yes. Okay, let's work me right quick so that the offense doesn't get to grow. I didn't tell you I couldn't be offended. I have many invitations, many opportunities, and, and every single one of y'all have given me one, at least one invitation. I'm sure you've gotten many from me. So this cuts both ways. You know, sometimes you're just offended by the way somebody wears their hair. I was going to wear that shirt. Christina is, Christina and I shop from some of the same places. She's faster about wearing things than I am. I can't tell you the number of times I've looked at her shoes or I've looked at a shirt or I've looked at something that she had and thought, I have that very same outfit in my closet. And I have to now call Christina and say, are you wearing this today? Because otherwise we're going to look like twins. No, it ain't. <laughs> it's fine to learn. My dear, the way you dress and your style, anybody else would be, and, and her, word, her name is so perfect for it because she's got a flavor, you know, and it fits you so beautifully. You, you have your own style. Me, it would be like, why are you trying to dress like her? I couldn't carry it off, you see? Because I'd be too busy thinking about, does this look okay? I don't ever ask anybody, does this make my you-know-what look big? Because I know what it looks like. So, no. I don't ask questions like that. You ask people, how does this look? Because you're not secure. Or, you know you look good and you're just waiting for a compliment. <laughs> Bypass all that and go, I look good, don't I? I know I do. I know I do. I look good, right? Yeah, come on. You can agree, even if you don't agree, it's okay. I think I do, you see, that kind of thing. Or you can keep going. All right, all right. Opinions. Everybody has one, but every one of them does not need to be expressed, and many of them need to be destroyed before they are expressed. Because our words can be destructive to somebody else's destiny. Spirit. And the force of this, the force of love, causes things to start to blossom, the force of venom, bitterness, um, happiness, 
I want to go both sides because it's, it's both sides. It's which spirit, like I said before, it's one spirit realm where you're loaning out your kingdom-given power. And the other realm is where you are receiving the power of the kingdom. You want to stay on the side of receiving the power, not loaning. Because if you loan your power out, you're talking about spirits that are anti-God. And when we allow ourselves to be pulled into that, we're lowering our, I am going to say frequency, but even, so I'll put it this way, your defenses. Your ability to bounce back is starting to be demeaned because you're not thinking on whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Think on these things and the peace that is a shield, that is a, a guard, that is a work of the a force of the kingdom of God is therefore not at work in you. Uh, last week, after all the different people dying and these, and I mean, just there was all kinds of stuff going on. And I was driving to church on Sunday and I could sense by the spirit, you need to recalibrate your frequencies, your internal frequencies, because I can sense that there are certain uh, kinds of attacks that are like trying to backbuild to come against me. And the spirit of the Lord was like, you need to fortify yourself in me. You need to, you, there's some things that you need to do. So I put on music that y'all don't hear, but it was, I was driving in alone since my daughter's finishing her last weeks of, of school. And so she's been hanging out with her grand, at her grandmother's uh, college um, more than, than she's been with me. Yeah, she's, that's where her, her virtual university at her grandmother's house. And so I was alone in the car. I'm not alone, but the only human in the car. And, and so I put on this, I just felt like I needed to, to start at frequency level. And so I went to a, a music that I have that, that plays different hertz, different frequency levels. And I started with this, and it, it really kind of sounds like an old disco song. You know, so when it's playing, you're kind of going da 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 I mean, you could almost feel yourself getting ready to do a John Travolta kind of thing. And, and so I started to smile a little bit. I was just kind of laughing. And then I'm, so I'm driving, and I'm just, uh, uh, when I play a certain kind of music, I drive a lot faster than when I play another kind of music. I try to stay at the speed limit, so I don't usually play this music, but I'm just, you know, just, you know, shoulders are going, I look like one of those, da, 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 da. I mean, because I can dance when I'm sitting down. Baby, I got the moves when I'm sitting down. Okay, because feet don't have to coordinate with the upper body. Feet just need to say, pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal. I got this, pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal. And I'm just driving. Woo! And all of a sudden, I go to the next song. Now I'm kind of doing more stuff like that. By the time I got to the fourth song, and I, I'm a sound effect person. So I'm a singer. Some of y'all know I can actually sing. I don't seem to act like it when I'm bursting in the song, but I'm doing, I like sound effects, I always have. And they thought I was a very strange child because I'd be out there, I didn't, I was not, you know, I didn't have a truck, but I'd be because that's the sound of a washing machine. And I would listen to the different things around me and then try to imitate them, right? 
So now I'm driving down the road, coming up over the hill, you know, coming from the valley and coming up over the hill. And I'll do all the instruments. Because it's like, um, today on the guitar, then I go, I can imagine somebody tuning in going, what is she doing? Uh, anyway, by the time I got coming through mm, the 680, wherever I was coming through, I was probably about 15 minutes out from here, and I got the biggest grin on my face. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm smiling on the inside. And I hadn't realized I had stopped. You don't smile from the outside. That's so fake. Everybody smile. Okay. <laughs> this is my friend. I want you to meet him. Hi. Right. Anybody? Yeah, everybody. Okay. I've met people like that. Hey, we gonna shake my hand? Yeah, pretty wimpy. It's like, no. And I've been rude. No, I don't want to shake their hand. It's obvious they don't want to shake mine. <gasps> you said that? Yes, I have. Because otherwise, I'm, I'm just doing you and being funny, Kay. No. Do you want to shake my hand? No. Well, that was, that was right. No, was it <laughs> Bad attitude. Led by my flesh. It's obvious you don't like me, so I don't like you before you don't like me, because that's my temperament. I reject you before you get a chance to reject me. Melancholy, baby. Okay, yeah, that's what the temperament in the weak area does. You look like you're going to reject me. Well, I reject you. Before you reject me. Well, I wasn't going to reject her. I was sitting up there just thinking that was a sour piece of candy I just ate. And then you turn around and say, no, I know you were going to reject me. I could see it. You were judging me. You laugh, but, dude, it happens on Sundays when people are not FaceTiming or Zooming or something, and they walk in buildings. I'll never come back here again. They don't love. How do you know? Because when I came in, they did not meet my expectations. Oh, they don't tell you that. But that's really what they mean. I went in, I went over there to be friends with that lady. She's sitting right there. She looked straight at me and she didn't even speak. How do you know? Because I was looking right at her. Did you speak to her? No. She's supposed to speak to me. Oh, see, in your world. Crystal and I had a conversation last night, and I was telling her about something. I said, well, you know, people, there are certain types of things that don't happen because they, they don't show up for the appointment. And Crystal said, well, I'm just going to let it be known that that has never been me. And I'm thinking, well, yes, it is. She said, no, I'm telling you now. It hasn't. I said, oh, in your world. She says, right, in my world, it hasn't happened. Okay. That's exactly what I said. Okay. In her world, she said, no. This has not happened. You may think it's happened, but it hasn't happened because it wasn't me. It was other people. So in my world, I'm still on the side of getting an opportunity, and you're not going to push me out. I had to laugh. To me, that's like, wow, that was bold. That was bold, and I believe her, because how are you going to argue with that? You don't. You don't, okay? 
Now, what was all this about? Well, now we're going to get into it. <laughs> Let's get, see, you got all y'all chatting. Okay, good. All right. So, huh? Whether it's forgiveness prayer? Frequencies. We're talking about frequencies. And I had to get y'all up because you were like, ugh. Okay, now I can get to what I want to talk about. All right. So, as I said, my, the Spirit of the Lord let me know, mm-mm, you're operating too low. You're prone, you're target for attack. You and I, we, we can be duped by emotions into thinking God brings correction because he's mean. Always trying to tell you what to do. You know, things like that. It's like, no bonehead, trying to stop you from hitting, plowing right into a wall. <laughs> Wanting to give you the preventive measures, because how many people have ever crashed into a wall and they got mad saying, God, why didn't you tell me? I'm reading your mail. I'm reading your mail. Okay, it's real. And it has to stop, because we're, we've come to the place where the power of the kingdom wants to be the truth of the power of the kingdom is looking for the people to work through. And since we say, I want to be in that, then we must conform to the way that he talks about things. Okay? You with me? Perfect. So, I can't live in my own strength. Tie Zechariah 4, 6, and 7 with Mark 11, 22, 23, and Philippians 2.13. And if we wanted to do, I guess, another one, we could also look at, let me see here, hold on. We could also go to, and I want, I'm inviting you to go there with me now. Let's go over to uh, Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 6. Okay. And I think I was looking at these amplified more so. Here he says, I want you to be confident of something. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. That is, what, what am I talking about? Him being at work in you, energizing, effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you both the power and the will. The power and the will, the ability to change the way you think, the patterns of thought that automatically lead you in a downward spiral. As soon as you start thinking of them, your whatever your uh, sin that so easily besets you, now I can push it, pull, pull us over in, there into Hebrews chapter 12. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that we so easily commit or the habit or the thing. The Bible was telling you, but you should be confident that he who has begun this good work, now you can throw Galatians 3.3. I just want to see you how, want you to see how these scriptures can all start to flow. Galatians 3.3, which says, Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, will you now be made perfect in the flesh? But Philippians 1.6 says, No, instead walk in the confidence that he who began the good work from where? From where? The spirit... The good work began in the spirit, will complete it. And so what does that mean? You don't need to do Galatians 3.3. Having begun in the spirit, you go, I got it now, Jesus, and you take off. Sit down, is what you tell yourself. No, he started this. Come on, you've been a child. Well, he started it. (laughs) Change your tongue. He started it. So since he started it, and his name is author and duh, 
Can you see how it starts to flow together? It's, it's where these, these scriptures, they're, they're, they're working together because it's the same person that said them all. It's the spirit of God. I began this thing, and you can be confident in this. I can be confident. I can have, and here's that word, which means to be fully persuaded. I am convinced, and I'm committed. I'm committing me to this belief. I'm committing myself to believing that God does not lie. And I'm committed to trusting him. This is a decision. That's why I can, I'm committed to being awakened every morning after the 5 a.m. call, my second waking up. When he, I, I, I stay there, I stay in that place, and I'm listening for what is he saying. But the scriptures actually wake me up. So by the time my eyes actually open, I'm hearing the word of God. I'm at work in you. I am energizing you. I am creating in you. I am promoting. I'm, I'm, this is how, okay, Matthew 6, lead us not. You don't lead us into temptation, but you deliver us from evil. How? By the power of your word. You are delivering me if, as I cleave to this, become convinced of this, and commit to it before I get out of the bed, then when the things that you're preparing me for the day, I'm not going to hop out of bed and just have a day, because, whoa, honey, what a day you have. But I'm going to start using the power of the Spirit to look at the day that is ahead of me and speak the words before I get to the job, before I get to the meeting, before I get to whatever it is. I am sending forth the words that are necessary, containers, spirit, to order the day. I, would you please pray because I have this appointment and I'm hoping that these things shall work. You're hoping? Yeah. Do you have faith? No, I just told you I'm hoping. Do you read Hebrews 11.1? 1? What are the first three words? Now faith, now faith is. Well, no. I'm telling you, send up a prayer for me. No. No. Why? So that this thing will work. No. It doesn't work like that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It doesn't. That's not how faith works. So you're sitting up there going, oh, snap. I've been doing that for the longest time. Well, you've done it for the last time. It doesn't work that way. But what does work is, is lying there in bed or sitting in your car, whatever it is, before you go into a building. However it is that you do Life, the life with him. Let's look at these situations. I've got this meeting coming up. I have a phone call coming up. I have some decisions I have to make. What are you saying to me? Because I promise you, you've either read it or heard it, and it was talking to you while you slept. And now that you're awake, it's time to hear what was being said. And you set your frequency. Is this helping? Are y'all are connecting with what I'm saying? Okay? That's what he's telling us, all right? 
So it's God who does this. It's God who says he wakens me morning by morning with a word for the weary. He gives me the instructions that I need uh, to, to be able to, to, uh, to walk with him and to hear him. Let me see if I can find this. New mercies I see. <laughs> All I have needed, your hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to the weary. And he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear. See what I'm saying? He awakens my ear to hear. Now, the scripture says to hear as the learned. I'm going to give you a 21st century. To hear like I got some sense. To hear like I'm accustomed to obeying, to hear as a disciple, okay? That's what he's saying. To, to, to hear as one that is taught, to hear the, as one that is paying attention, to hear as one that wants to hear the counsel of the Lord and walk in the path. Every word that God gives you creates, remember, it's a pathway to walk. Sometimes people refer to them as portals or openings. But the word of God creates, what does is, what is David say? He says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So that means I'm not going to stumble over rocks and a light into my path. So everything, it, the word opens up the direction that you're to go. You're listening. You like, you know, I'm just so worried. I couldn't sleep. Well, you, I tried to pray. I tried to do that. No, what you did is you dealt with it from might and power, not by spirit. And I'm saying that to us so that we understand when you feel agitated, worried, nervous, it's the flesh. It means that you haven't gotten, you, you, it's not even that you didn't get into your seat because you are in your seat. You just don't realize that you're living from this other place. Okay, let me jump to a couple of scriptures if I, I can here. Um, I, I'm gonna read something for you or to you, something else, okay? Um, do I, I, I really, a lot of times I, I ask for questions. Today I'm kind of not wanting to because I want to release this. But if you do have a question, that's, it has to be on this. If it's not, then we're going to say, thank you so much. You're so pretty. You're so handsome. Sit down. Okay? <laughs> and we're going to keep going. And if there's people online, um, same type of thing. So if they have something, you can just text it to me. And we'll, and we'll go from there. Because I want to give you this. This is so exciting. Okay. Uh, she said with a smile. All right. Commercial time. So let's go to slide number two because I got to give you the commercial where I can't get to the next part. Okay, so the slide, remember, these are the books that Apostle Baker has recommended for us, and um, none of them are on this desk. Um, the one by Apostle Dorothy J. Lee, It's Supposed to Kill You. The book written by Apostle Calvin Cook, who is local, um, The Alpha and the Omega, um, okay, which is the beginning of that, or The Alpha and Omega. And then the book Kingdom 101, which is written by me. Okay, so I want to tell you about those. But the book that we're featuring, and it's a little tiny book, right? And Apostle Baker mentioned this book about a month ago that I, I want you to know about is this book. This is kind of what I'm going to be reading out of, and it's called 
Quantum Faith is uh, written by Annette Caps, and it's available online in paperback. This is the size of the book. It really is. If you see where I've been reading, I have it on, I have a, um, what do you call it, an e-book version, and I got this one. So um, I live in this a lot. Um, I really haven't even, I, I finished it long ago, but as I've gone back, as you see, I start writing my little notes and things like that. And um, so I get really very excited about this. Okay, and she told everybody to, um, that you needed to get it. I don't know if any of you people remember that. No, I didn't think so. That's why you all have your own. New York, check for yours on Friday. This is the daughter of Charles Caps, yes. Just hand them out. Let's see what y'all don't, don't try to take them all. Watch your step. I did that. Oh, when you watch uh, Helpful Temperament Moments on Friday, the light falls down. It's because I was trying not to cough. And I stumbled over the light, the light fell, and it was just a slight little distraction. <laughs> and so I'm giving y'all the inside report that the reason is, is because I fell. I mean, I didn't fall, but I knocked the light over, okay? All right. Let's see if I bought enough. Just come over on this side, sweetie. Come this way. Yes, there you go. Okay. One, two, three. I think we got it. You got yours, right? Yes. Okay, Carissa needs hers too. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. See, that's what happens when you come. Everybody else, you can get it online um, from Amazon. You got yours? I want one that's not done. Oh, okay. Her temperament is showing. No. <laughs> sure is. Thank oh, you. yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. I would do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, don't, don't look at them right now. I know you want to. Just, I'm going to tell you certain pages and stuff, but I, here's what I want you to do. I want you, when you're reading this and you're listening for the voice of the Spirit of God, I want, you don't really have, you can, just don't read it while I'm talking, but I want you to write in it, okay? You see that I, I, I write notes, and I, I, this is the page actually that I, I was meditating on today, and I, I take notes in it because I really want, and then um, if I were to show you my Kindle version, um, it pretty much looks the same, I think. Um, I, and I, the reason I'm taking the time to show you stuff like this is because it, it, it just gives you an idea that I, we practice what we say, we do what we say. So this is my Kindle version of the same book. And I'm grateful that I can highlight things in different colors, so you see. But I like the paperback better because I can pick up a pen and I can start to write or I can only yellow highlight for things like this because I need those words to still show up. I want you to live in this. And I don't want you to say, well, I read through it very quickly and that was easy. If it was, you got nothing. You can't, because the, each, each word is something that the Lord is saying and, and you just, I, I have no problems. It's like I've asked that question before. Is anybody besides, um, I don't know, anybody ever finished reading my book? Sharon did. Um, anybody else? Finish reading it. How many of you started it? Okay, good. See, now look, no, keep your hands up and look around. <laughs> Pretty much every person in the place has started the book, but not, but one person finished it. I would expect her to finish it because that's how she reads. 
But I also know that when she goes back to study it, it's not the same. And yes, I seriously am, the notebook is supposed to come out this month, but I, I don't think it will, but I'm trying. I'm, we're, gonna, we're gonna get it done, all right? I study books even like this. This book is only uh, 29 pages. No, 31 pages. That's all it is. But it can take me up to three weeks to read it. And I read very fast. Trust me, I can read three or four novels in a week. 400, 500 page books. I can read through in a week. But something like this where there's a heavy treasure on every page, every sentence means something to me. So that's why I'm telling you, and again, new, there's a precious three in New York. You'll get yours by Friday. It's already been sent. Um, so I'm just telling you, but I, I felt it in my heart. You know, first I was just going to get one and uh, not auction it, but um, <laughs> ask a question and whoever won. But I wanted everybody to win today. And this one is for Diana Cardaway, so that she's able to get more for our bookstore, okay? Um, but anyway, I do have it. It's like $3, less than $3. And if you bought both the, if, well, you don't have to, but if you bought the Kindle version, you pay an under two bucks for it, okay? So do you understand that the value is not in what you pay for it, it's what he paid to get it to us, okay? But I'm going to quote some things from here, and now you can be happy because you don't have to write it down feverishly trying to figure out where she got that. You got it. You got it. You actually have it. Okay? Hallelujah. Now when the apostle mentions it, you can say, oh, yeah, I have one. I'm in the club today, baby. And she's going to talk. She talks about frequency and, and the things. And, and so here's something that, that she was asking. She talked about how you have a choice to use the energy of your words to change matter. Now, in a couple of weeks, we're going to come back. I've got more stuff. And as an off class, I won't do it live, but I've got some things that you all might want to join me in watching, and you can take some notes. And if you're really interested in more of this, can I tell you where I got it from? I can, but I'm not going to. How about that? Okay? I'm not. I'm going to, because I want you to pay attention right now. Right to how to use what we have thus far, where we are. And sometimes we can get so caught up in wanting to study and study and study, we don't use it. I'm requiring you to use it. This is a seed into you because I want you to grow. I want it for all of us. It's myself included, right? I want, we, want to, we want to grow. This is what our apostle wants us to do. She want, we, we're to manifest. We're not just talk. Okay, all right. So um, that's why this is seeded into you because I believe you're good ground. Okay. Now, the proving of it has nothing to do with me. You and God, he's got me. The good work, he began. I have confidence that he will bring it to completion. He is the completer, the finisher of the things he started. We had testimonies last week of some things that got fired up in, in, in somebody's brain and, and things started happening new. And what was it you said that at work they were surprised at? Uh, come on, um, go ahead and talk in the mic because I want people to hear this. I thought this was so, God did something awesome and there should be a testimony. 
I saw yours online. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Pastor Arlene had asked me uh, at one time, at one point, you know, did I feel any different? I said, yeah. And she goes, uh, well, tell them what happened. And what's going on? Well, she had prayed over me last week, last Wednesday, I believe. It was last Wednesday night. And um, afterwards, you know, I had my little spirit thing. <laughs> but, you know, when I got home, I noticed that, you know, something was different. I And going to work the next day, even, you know, I, I had, you know, they give me so much to do, you know, on a certain day. And they have these things they call return to things where you put make appointments all day. And don't take it takes all day, too, basically by the time you finish. And so they give you about 15, 20, 30, how many, you know, they throw on your desk. And, you know, I did all of them in one day. <coughs> and my supervisor was like, standing with a mouth open, basically, you know, because I don't generally do but half of them, you know. Wow. And so I praise God that, you know, just the, just the, uh, the power of God to work in through me, through the prayer, through the laying on of hands. Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, yes. Yeah. It was real. And I praise God for that. And for those that are watching that you don't know why this is such a big deal, it was last year that he was told that he had had a stroke. And he was told all these different things, and there was a lot of meds and a whole lot of stuff, and he turned into somebody that we didn't know. He's been arguing with people recently, so I know he's back. So, <laughs> 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 and now we're gonna get that part out of him too. But, but when you oh, see yeah. somebody that you know, and they seem like they're wa always walking around in the fog, Thank you, Lord. and and they're moving so slowly that you. You want to slap them, kick them, or push them, do something. And I, I, he was one for, for me, for the, in my flesh, I had to really get to the understanding you're angry on his behalf, but you're treating him like he's the problem. And I think a lot of us had that issue. We had attitude adjustments to make because it was annoying to see somebody that you know that is like this moving at the pace of, of, of something really, really slow, like very, you know, honey in the winter time. I, I don't know what molasses is like in January, so I, I, I can't, but I can say honey in the winter because honey in the winter is very thick, honey in the summer is running out of, of, of the, you know, container. And to watch him do that was so frustrating for me, and it's like, God, I, I hate this thing. It's like, yeah, you hate the thing, but you're treating him like you hate him. So publicly, I also apologize to you. God got hold of us, obviously, and things change. And last week, what happened after we had our, this amazing time in the Word, it was just all of a sudden like, it wasn't prayers. That's why I'm like, no, this is something that the Holy Spirit wanted to do. And he can tell you, I didn't pray for him. I really didn't say anything because what I knew by the Spirit was he saying, I'm changing the frequencies in his brain. And I'd asked him, well, what's going on? And he said it felt like, what did you say? There was activity or electricity? Yeah, there was activity in my brain. I could feel it, definitely. Yeah. And, and that was the difference. All right. You know, because there had been things going on in my brain, yeah. And God cleared it up. There you go. See, so here's the thing. This is what you're going to read in your book. This realm where the known laws of physics no longer apply. That's what, that she said it's quantum physics, but what really what she's trying to tell us about is space. 
See, Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. In the realm of the spirit, this place, um, Mark, or the Bible tells you, we are not of this world, okay? He said that we are not, this is not our world. Jesus said that uh, he, when he prayed for us, he said, um, they're not in the world like I'm not in the world. And uh, John 17, he says that um, the, um, we have to re live from where we are from. You with me? John 17 would be this. And again, you've got this. He says, in order to believe the words of Jesus, or she says, it's necessary. Say, it's necessary, it's necessary. to let go of old ideas. You're going to have to let go of everything you think you know about people, places, and things, and you. To open yourself to what is new to you, but is really, she says to new ones, but I'm going to say it this way, to truth. To truth. You're going to open yourself to truth, okay? Um, in your book, that's probably, I don't know where it is. Um, <laughs> but you have to, we have the principles of faith. We have to let go of our beliefs in the way we think that things work. You and I can become experts on the way things work in this world. But if you've ever known, I've shared stories about being on welfare after being saved and so forth and so on, and how I, I didn't know how to work the system anymore. And the reason I didn't is because I was supposed to let go, leaving all that stuff behind to step into this newness of life. So when you live from the kingdom, you don't live the way you did. People will say things and tell you things and so forth and so on, but if God did not say it, I don't care what they think. It's not the truth. Well, what if I'm living below the expectation? Well, of course you are, because you're not, but, but that's because you're still listening to different voices, but you're gonna, when you first hear what God says about you, you don't believe it. You hope it's true. Sounds like a good deal to me, but, but to believe that it's really yours, it seems too impossible because you know the naughtiness of your heart and you know how dirty down and awful you are, right? Okay. so. But he said, you're going to have to let go of everything that they, oh, well, my, they told me this, they called me this, they said this about me. You're going to have to let go of that. And the only way you can let go of it is to drop it and to take hold, because you've got to hold something. <laughs> you can't walk around in a demilitarized, remember I said, you, you can't stay neutral, so I've got to be holding on to something. And when you can't, I don't seem like I'm holding on to anything, then you're holding on to the past. You want to hold on to what God said. And in the beginning, no, no. Same way the seed is planted in water, but in the spirit. Have you ever noticed that? And she, she mentions, isn't it something that in the spirit realm, how was it possible that Jesus was able to heal those lepers? How do you get cleansed of leprosy in like two minutes? But it happened. How does a crippled guy? That was, you know, that's what they called him, the, the paraplegic guy. How, how is he going to be lowered down on a, on a thing and, and, and from somebody's house and lay down and, and, and get up and walk and take his bed? He couldn't walk. What dimension was he coming from? What realm of timelessness did Jesus come from to be able to speak these things into this scene? What did he see that they didn't see? Well, to you, it's been given to know. But all that other nonsense will keep us from seeing. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? And I got a few more minutes. So um, we have to understand these scriptures. That's why I'm saying this word is alive and it calls you, but it changes your frequency. You can study about vibrations and frequencies and calib I say calibrations and sound and, and, and all of this stuff, and you will get that opportunity, but it doesn't take the place of faith. Faith is what... The, all quantum physics really does is try to describe to you in scientific terms how faith works. That's why you can be less schooled in quantum physics and, and, and go to Holy Spirit school and learn about faith. Faith is more important than, than QP. Y'all got me? So even though I'm telling you, yes, you can watch this, do this and so forth and so on, it's the faith language. And so she said, all the things I accepted in faith because Jesus taught them now sounded as if Jesus was speaking the language of quantum principles. After all, just how bizarre is it to say the words, say that words can move mountains? Mm -hmm. And you know you argue. If you had faith and spoke to the mountain, oh, yeah, right. Because what are you thinking? You'd have to use a plow, you'd have to do this, you'd have to do this, you need the engineers to come, you'd have to see this. And, and what if the mountain is someplace where there's no water? And how would it get there? And <laughs> you are predisposed by the world, the earth, not to believe. That's why it's important to understand you're not of this world. That's why he tells you that. To you, it's been given to know how this works from God's point of view and to have it happen, okay? So you're letting go uh, and accepting a new set of beliefs. Whose? God's. In other words, you're going to cease and desist from doubting everything and being skeptical. It sounds too good to be true to me. Then find out what, what, what do you think is true. Okay? Um, the principles of faith and the power of your words that Jesus taught seem like nonsense when you look at them from a world point of view. And I, don't misunderstand me. I've heard people say things and I think, you know what, you're trying to tell me that's the spirit of God, but it's not. How do I know? Because I'm beginning to be so used to hearing him that he bears witness when his spirit is speaking through others. And what he doesn't bear witness of is not him. Okay? And I'm not talking about, well, you know... Um, you know, the world, uh, there's many things it didn't know. I get that. But the same spirit of operation will show himself through it. That's why there's so many new things to be introduced. But they're only new because they haven't been seen. So I, I, I have to finish this out, right? Okay, so we operate. Jesus said we're not of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of that substance. Because your spirit is no longer dead. This is why. You're not of the world because the world is not alive to God. And you are. That's what he means. Life doesn't come from the earth. Life has been given to the earth. But the source of life comes from the spirit realm and it comes from the king comes from God. He is the giver of life. Man is not. Do you understand that? Okay. So 
we operate in a different set of laws, which Jesus called the laws of the kingdom of God. That's the realm where God lives and the realm where your words are to come from. They come from the superior place and they are to change things in this place. You and I, when we speak the ways of the world and the opinions of the world, reinforce the things of the world. We're not called to be stalemate and staying the same. We're called to be world changers. And the change we're talking about is for the benefit of all. Are you all with me? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, so last thing I'll read, and I'm meditating on this. Okay, so now Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. And she does a really great breakdown of it, um, you know, because um, as she says, classic laws of physics, specifically gravity, says that a 180-pound man, or a 20-pound man for that matter, no, no matter what you weigh, cannot walk on top of a surface of water without sinking. Correct? Right. Okay. So Jesus must have known about a law that supersedes the law of gravity. Well, where did he get that from? The source of gravity. Where did gravity come from? The realm where anti-gravity came from. <laughs> gravity is meant to work on the earth, right? But when you look at things in terms of creation, no, it wasn't. Because man was not created with those limitations. Man was created spirit to spirit to communicate with God and to speak the words, spirit words, into the earth. I, I saw it this way. Faith is, um, like you can say, faith is the substance or it's the reality, something that already exists. That's what the word, one of the words, the meanings of the word substance. So faith is the reality or uh, something that already exists, okay, or the spirit, the release of the spirit. There's a lot of different definitions, and, and I was thinking on these things this morning. And it is executed or observed. This is where the observer effect, I talked about it, anti. You look on something from a negative place and you keep focusing on it and it only turns out negative because that's how you see it. And so what did you do? You stopped all time for it. It no longer could be an elusive thing. It became an object. And when you observed it, it became what you saw to you. <coughs> But that may not have been what God intended it to be. And so what we're going to learn in these conversations is to see it the way God sees it. That's how Jesus was able to do the things he did. He saw it not according to the way everybody else saw it. He said, I only do, I only say what I see or what I hear coming from my Father. So I understand, this is level one, I understand I have power. I have the ability to create or to bring into existence what I see. Yes, right? Okay, but what am I supposed to see? You're looking and you're looking and you're looking and you're looking and you're thinking, which is a 
vibration. <coughs> Excuse me. Your thoughts are vibrations that are working in the unseen realm. You with me? Mm -hmm. Because you can produce something that comes from your thinking. Michelle is a designer, incredible designer. She sees a picture. She can see it and see it and see it. <coughs> Excuse me. This is <coughs> That's why I knocked over the rug or the light with Dr. Baker the other day. You see it. You see it. And from your imaginings, from your vision, you make it, you observe it, and so it becomes tangible. Once it becomes tangible, it becomes producible. And she used her artistry as one of the steps that created the door, the opening for what she saw. It now, it will manifest because it's what she saw. You guys give up on your dreams. He gave you a dream to see. I'm not talking about the, the typical dreams that you see. No, that was a, 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 a provision to come back and talk to him and to go into his word and to have that conversation with him. And so that he could build the picture for you to finally have the anchor. The first dream may not be the anchor, but it's the opening to the conversation with the spirit of God, not with mama and everybody. To find out what it is and to find out how it meshes with you and what part of it you are brought here in the earth to reproduce, to bring forth, you see? Michelle has a picture of a design or this or that. But the architect of the whole design, the God design, they talked about this last night. You can create something and it's just you working, trying to figure out how to get it done. Or you can spend that time and let the word of God create the full picture. And in that place, the perfect place, it gets brought forth. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay, I'm out of time. Um, Jesus knew about the law that supersedes the law of gravity. Romans 8 tells you the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. Gravity's going to work. Don't try going on a building going, well, you know, I, I have the law of the spirit of life and so forth. It's like, I'm glad you have it cause I, and I hope you have eternal life because you, you're about to, uh, you know, that is not what we're talking about. But we're talking about the things. What Jesus saw was when man says it's impossible, but God has said it is possible because God showed him the picture. That's why it became possible. Did you catch that? The impossible with man is possible with God because God shows you that it's possible. That's right. That's right. Once you see it's possible, for you it is. That's right. But if you and I don't move in the word to let the word remove all of the hindrances and change, recalibrate us, if you will, you can't do it from the grunt place. You've got to do it from the faith place. And in the first place, you may not be in the faith place. But the picture is given to you to bring you into the place of faith. And from that place comes the expectation. And from that expectation comes manifestation. Because you go through preparation. 
That's all the time I have tonight. It may have stirred up the waters and made them a little murkier, but we're going to talk about this, as I said, in a couple of weeks. But I believe that the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to you from this word. This book, again, is a, is a it will send you to his word. Okay? But, and I say this about it, my book and any other book, any book but this is his word. This is the source, okay? These are books, they're helps. But this is the source. This is true right here, okay? All right. So, if I had questions, I'm glad, and you can write them in or do stuff, and we'll answer them in another program. Um, I want to honor your time tonight, and I want to say thank you to those that have joined us. Uh, for those that are a part of our house, we are getting ready to receive the tithes, the offerings, the gifts, and all those things. We want to say thank you to those of you that are joining our page every day and becoming a part of this. Uh, we really are excited and want to get to know you better. So even if you don't have a specific question, you can just say hi. And we would really appreciate it because we're very thankful for um, the opportunity to share the things that the Spirit of the Lord is giving to us. Tonight we opened up um, another part of something that we're going to, I believe, continue this um, topic. Sunday is Biblical Solutions for Life, and it starts at 1045. Uh, for those that are local to us, at 10 o'clock, from 10 to 10, about 1044, 1045 a.m., we spend time soaking, um, which means that we're letting the music play, and we're listening to the Holy Spirit, and we're allowing the Word of God, letting the Word of God dwell in us richly and make the changes that we have need of. And if you're local and you want to come in, you can do that. I think they still wear masks and things around. So, you know, you can do all that. And we definitely have plenty of space. But mainly what we have is the love of God to release to you. So you can go online and do the giving thing and, and follow that. And we pray over, the, we pray and speak and release the increase in your life. We release the power of the salvation of God. And we say that we're praying for your loved ones and we're praying for you that we all come to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, that we cease and desist from thinking that we're all so much smarter than each other and realize that the one that is the greater one is the one that gives us all these abilities to help one another, not to isolate each other. So we release the love of God into your life tonight. We thank you so much for being a part of tonight's discussion. Um, we invite you to uh, tune in with us again next Wednesday because uh, Tuesday night is, is we're not live on anything so next uh, Wednesday to join us again for Kingdom uh, this program and remember to tune in on Sundays at 1045 a.m. for Biblical Solutions for Life. Thank you again. I'm Pastor Lunzing Lee. This is Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship and we pray that you have been blessed by tonight's Kingdom Conversation and we will see you next time. Thank you.